Promoting American values, don't you know, is a common thread of U.S. diplomacy around the globe, even in nations at war like Afghanistan. But there are many different ways to meet that objective. And in Afghanistan, some American initiatives predate the current conflict. David Rode is a columnist for Reuters and the Atlantic Monthly. In his latest book, Beyond War, he describes a place in Afghanistan's Helmand province called Little America. That's where, in the 1950s, the U.S. committed itself to funding a massive irrigation and development project. Rhodes says American engineers were sent to Helmand to build a sort of Afghan breadbasket. They built schools, roads, an electrical system, and this big dam to sort of make the deserts of southern Afghanistan bloom. Several dozen Americans lived in southern Afghanistan for 30 years, from the 50s to the 1970s, roughly. They spent all this time on one of the largest economic development programs of the Cold War. Are we talking like the set of Mad Men, but in the desert? I mean, what did it look like? (laughs) The joke would be that it was Mad Men in mud, um, (laughs) meaning these mud brick homes. Some of them had sort of arched roofs that helped with the heat in southern Afghanistan. But there was some houses that unmistakably looked like sort of suburban uh, track houses in the middle of southern Afghanistan. There was a hotel they built, a swimming pool. And in their defense, I met all these Afghans that had wonderful memories of these times there. And this is a divide you see across Afghanistan now, educated sort of urban Afghans, you know, welcome development, want advances, want to be sort of part of the world. And they had great memories of this sort of American renaissance that was sort of at its peak in the late 60s and early 70s. You talk about so much waste involved in in this project. Was it a boondoggle and turnkey operation or was there a true desire to help an underdeveloped country? So on the ground, they were trying. I think in Washington, it was much more political. There were signs that there was poor planning um, by some of the contractors in the 60s and 70s about not testing the soil. The Afghan government sort of ignored warnings about, you know, the program getting too big. So the politicians on both sides kept kind of doubling down. The Afghans wanted it to succeed for their domestic political purposes, and the U.S. felt it couldn't have a project fail, and they couldn't lose face to the Soviets. So by the summer of 79, the U.S. had abandoned Little America. 20 years of civil war then followed. What happened to Little America during that period and to the Afghans that lived there and this idea of creating, you know, the Helmand Valley Authority? It all sort of gradually fell apart. This massive earthen dam that was sort of the heart of the project, the Afghan engineers that had been trained by Americans jury-rigged it and kept the turbines running and kept it as a source of power for roughly 30 years um, when there was no American involvement. Now, when you went uh, to Little America in 2004, uh, you went with a private contractor named Charles Grader, very colorful character from uh, right here around the Boston area. You call him a marker of how the American approach to development had changed since the Cold War. What was uh, Charles Grader's vision of how to move Afghanistan forward? He joined uh, the U.S. Agency for National Development when, when John Kennedy created it, and he really believed in development and economic growth as a tool to pe- make people's lives better. He was the last director of USAID in Afghanistan when the Soviets invaded in 79, but the only way he can come back post-2001 is to work as a contractor. And he described to me this sort of incredible shrinkage in the size of USAID. And more than that, the government agency was contracting everything to private companies where every project was done by a for-profit company. 
And it's it doesn't work. I mean, using contractors, Afghans saw it as basically Americans coming to their country to make money for themselves and not to really help Afghans. As the time wears on, and by 2007 and 2008, people are very cynical that the U.S. isn't trying. I tried to argue that we're just not that competent, and they they really grew more and more, I think, resentful of um, not the American presence, but the lack of results. Yeah. I mean, with American and British troops now pulling out of Helmand, leaving behind uh, the, the vision the West had for little America and all of Afghanistan, what, what for you is the takeaway from this story? To try to do less, that we can uh, have an impact with these programs, and that the most lasting thing we can do is train people. I mean, these, these Afghans that kept the dam running, that ran uh, these, these irrigation systems across Afghanistan that somehow kept schools running, are amazingly resourceful people, and they know their country better than we ever will, and they they do want help. You know, I'm just concerned that we just throw up our hands, see it all as completely a disaster, and walk away. You know, there have been positive achievements. Tens of thousands of girls in Helmand are back in school. There's a huge number of new roads. It costs too much, you know, the American effort since 2001, too many lives and too many dollars. But there were some achievements in Afghanistan, and I hope Americans won't just see all foreign aid efforts as a complete waste of time. David Rode, his latest book is called Beyond War, Reimagining American Influence in a New Middle East. David, thanks a lot. Thank you.